0: I think life should be a pleasure. I think life should be a joy. I think life should be about eating what you can assimilate, digest, and eliminate without immune burden.
1: Here's JJ Virgin, triple board certified nutrition and fitness expert and four-time New York Times bestselling author. It's time
0: to reignite wellness.
1: Hey, it's JJ, and today we're talking about, gosh, all the things that I know we're all so concerned about. We're talking about inflammation, autoimmunity, digestion, food intolerances. We're going to bring it all together. We're going to put a bow on it, and we're going to do it with a, a repeat guest. I had this guest on before, Dr. Russell Jaffe, talking about uh, alkaline diets. And I got so much great response that I asked him to come back. So Russell Jaffe, he's an MD, he's a PhD, he's a, a certified clinical nutritionist. Now, that just in itself is so crazy. Like you just don't usually see that combination of uh, certifications and degrees. He's got more than 40 years of experience contributing to molecular biology and clinical diagnostics. I'd heard of him for years because he's the founder and chairman of Perk Integrative Health. So I'd always heard about him and that company that offers scientifically proven integrated health solutions to speed the transition from sick care to, to healthful caring. His focus is on functional and predictive tests and procedures designed to improve the precision of both diagnosis and treatment outcomes, and he's offered nearly 100 articles on the subject. He got his BS, MD, and PhD from the Boston University School of Medicine. He completed his residency training in clinical chemistry at the National Institute of Health and remained on the permanent senior staff there before pursuing other interests, including starting the Health Studies Collegium Think Tank. He's board certified in clinical pathology and chemical pathology. He's the recipient of the Merck Sharp and Dome Excellence in Research Award, the J.D. Lane Award, and the USPHS Meritorious Service Award. And he was honored as an international scientist of 2003 by the IBC, Oxford, England, UK for his lifetime contributions to clinical medicine, biochemistry, immunology, methodology, and integrative health policy. He's widely published and sought to explain complex subjects to any audience and we have a lot of fun in this interview today. We kind of go all over the place. So you'll see I'm kind of raining them back, like, come back, Russell. But there are some things he said in here that were so profound. I am really excited to share them with you. So watch for these pearls, because they're the pearls. You can tell I'm wrestling my papers because I took a bunch of notes. They're those pearls that you can then really use in your life. So it I'm going to come back at the end and I'm going to just underscore some of the things I want to make sure you really were paying attention to. I also put the show notes at jjvirgin.com forward slash allergy. And I want to do a little shout out to Luminary One who left a five-star review, said facts, not hype. It's so refreshing to have the facts and research back in weight loss. Very informative and useful. Well, thank you so much. And I would love, love, love to shout you out. So when you listen to a show, jump on over there, leave a review. When you rate and review, man, it helps a lot, helps people um, know that they should come listen to the show as well, that it can make a difference in their health. And I would love to shout you out. So make sure you put your name there too, so I can give you that little shout. All right, before we dive into the interview, I want to share this with you too. by popular demand. Oh, my gosh, Dr. Russell Jaffe, last time we spoke, I got mobbed by people wanting more information. So I am so grateful to have you back with us. My mom and dad in heaven are happy to hear what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> well, you talked about one, like, uh, we never really had addressed alkalinity before, and I will link to that in the show notes. The show notes are going to be at jjvirgin.com forward slash allergy, because today we're going to connect the dots between autoimmunity, inflammation, digestion, um, food intolerances, and delayed allergies. We're going to bring that all together and put a bow on it, right? In half an hour. This is (laughs)
0: high value, high content. Please stay tuned. The answer is you can live well and happy and healthfully in the 21st century But you cannot believe anything that they said in the 20th century because it was the last century.
1: Mm -hmm. And we learned a few things. And and some stuff's
0: changed. And And, 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 and my message stands on the shoulders of giants. So it's not like I'm so tall because I'm not. (laughs) My dad was an athlete, but not me. My mom was short. (laughs) But in between was me. (laughs) And the message is. That we know how to save your life in the 21st century, but you need more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. So, reduce the bad stuff, which you can do. Increase the good stuff, which you can do. By choice.
1: Well, it sounds like that's all we need to do, so I think we're done with the conversation. That's it. That's the big takeaway. There you go. Stop eating bad stuff. Stop doing bad stuff. Just do good stuff. After
0: after this, I can do a soft shoe routine.
1: (laughs) Well, let's just to entertain the audience. Let's start first with inflammation. Sure. You know, we've talked about it on the podcast before, of course, because, you know, it's kind of involved with everything. But what's our need to know here? Like, where where should we start with the topic of inflammation?
0: With all of these topics, we start with a rethinking because inflammation is really repair deficit. And when you realize it's a repair deficit, you realize there's an opportunity as opposed to a problem. Inflammation has to be suppressed. I'm a pathologist. I know the five stages of inflammation. I can say them in Greek and Latin. But that doesn't help you resolve the problem because it doesn't get you to the cause. So let's get to the cause of inflammation. Let's get to the cause of digestive disorders and autoimmunity, self-attack. And in the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, resolve it.
1: All right. (laughs) So autoimmunity, you just threw that out there, which is really the biggest threat it seems to be right now when you're looking at our health. Um, Let's just, first of all, define it, because people hear it all the time. That doesn't necessarily mean they understand what it is.
0: Well, not only do they they not understand, their doctors don't understand. And the doctors give prescriptive, uh, symptom-suppressive solutions, you know, like medicines, without understanding the cause. And in the 21st century, we've got to get to the cause, because there's a lot of causes of problems called anti-nutrients. And then there are solutions to problems called nutrients. But do you know that out of 8,000 hours in my medical education, I had only a few hours on nutrition?
1: Has it changed at all, or is this still... No. No,
0: my colleague Dean Ornish in Sausalito, California has just done a study and he has shown that in 8 to 12,000 hours of doctors education today and by the way I am not as young as I look so I was educated <laughs> okay but he has just updated this and he found 4 hours out of 12,000 4, four hours, hours. Out of 12, and by the way, most of them are apologetic. I'm sorry to get up here, but I have to talk to you about amino acids and fatty acids and and relationships and intimacy and this and that. We have a woeful problem with the curriculum, which is, by the way, above all of our pay grade. So let's get down to what we can do to save our lives and the loved ones we love and the children or parents or ourselves in the 21st century, because you can do that. But you can't do that by relying on the 19th century, because we're two centuries ahead. And yes, it's stressful, toxic. Yes, it is. We're marinating in a sea of toxins. If you want, we could spend the next hour talking about the anti-nutrients. And we wouldn't get to the pro-nutrients, which is where I want to get to. Because I want the solutions to be clear to the people who are listening. Because the people who are listening
1: are listening. All right. Well, let's tell them. Let's first start with, let's go back. Explain autoimmunity to a fifth grader. Autoimmunity is self-attack. Do you want to attack yourself? I think not.
0: If you were a fifth grader, I would say autoimmunity is self-attack. Do you think it's a good idea to attack yourself? Do you know that any intelligent fifth grader will say no?
1: One would hope. Thank
0: you. No, no, one would hope. <laughs> now, if they don't respond to that, we have another subject. But honestly, I, I like your question. Can I explain this? Einstein was asked, could he explain physics? And he said, I can explain physics to a barmaid because, forgive me, but he said a barmaid. But he said, because I understand it. If you understand the subject, you can explain it to anyone. You don't have to use equations. You don't have to use mathematics. You don't have to use things that are complicated. If you really understand the subject, honestly, you can
1: explain it. So what is going on today? Is it is it, you know, I have heard the argument, oh, we're just better able to diagnose it, or we're starting to understand that all of these things are autoimmune, or is it that we are now having more autoimmune responses? What's really going on out there with our health and autoimmunity?
0: I'm so glad you asked that question. It's a very profound question, and I have a very simple answer. Do you know the term angina? It's called chest pain, angina. Angina pectoris, chest pain in your chest. For the last 300 years, doctors have been diagnosing angina in the same way. So therefore, When you say to me, 19th, 20th, 21st century, if we're uh, we're diagnosing things differently, I'm telling you, at least in certain cases, and I learned this from Paul Dudley White, who, by the way, was the president of the United States doctor. So he wasn't an idiot. And he taught me that in the 1930s, this is really true, in the 1930s, heart attacks, atherosclerosis, and strokes were so rare. That if at Mass General Hospital in Boston at Harvard, they had one case a year, they would write it up. How come, in one generation, just 30 years later, it became the biggest killer in Western civilization? And he had the answer. And I'm going to give you the answer if you want it.
1: We want it. <laughs> Cancer, there's fructose and sugar. Amen. Fructose and sugar. Amen. I wrote a book about this. It drives me crazy. Like the difference in, like, at the 1900s, I think it was five, five pounds of sugar per year per person in the 1900s, and now it's 150 pounds. There you go. Insane. Today,
0: we Americans, Europeans, advanced civilizations today consume as much sugar in one week as you correctly identified. Our grandparents, 19th century. What have eaten in a year? Well, let me check. That's not genetic.
1: Yeah, right. Because you always hear it's genes that, and I go, but the, no. the exponential rate of increase does not explain this as, as no, genetic. No, <laughs> you know? no. I'm an epidemiologist. I'm a metrologist.
0: I'm a guy who makes up methods. You can be a lot of things, but there's only a few metrologists. There's only a few people who make up methods. I promise you. That if we ate a healthy diet the way we did in the 19th century, all organic, uh, seasonally grown, not transferred. Do you know the average tomato moves 2,000 miles from the growth until you get it? And then, by the way, I hope you know this. I I think you do. There's enough sugar in most tomato marinara sauce to qualify dessert. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I love this one picture. Uh, Mark Hyman had this great slide. I was like, oh, Mark, I need that slide. It had six Oreo cookies yes. and a half cup of marinara sauce, same right. amount of sugar. I was like, are you crazy? Like insane. So, okay, but back it up. So you just explained okay. the different, the If you don't get that slide from Mark, send me an email. I'll get that slide because
0: it's a beautiful slide. And to his credit, Mark Hyman came out of uh, Canyon Ranch, but... You know He's a star. He's a a national public television star. And by the way, if you listen to what he says, as opposed to the qualifications, but just listen to the message, the message is good. The qualifications are required by the sponsors.
1: So, yeah, I I remember I was um, on Rachel Ray Mm -hmm. and I was talking about pulling foods out because of food sensitivities, which I know we're going to talk about. And I was talking about pulling dairy out. And then at the end of the show, I had to come back and I had to do a little disclaimer for the Milk Advisory Board. (laughs) You got it! You got it! I have a friend of mine, he's a businessman, he's an entrepreneur.
0: He called me up and he said, Mark Hyman is now sponsored by the Meat Board and by the Dairy Board. And I said, oh no, that's not possible. And yes, he is.
1: (laughs) some of it is when you do these tv shows the tv shows are advertisers and guess what you get to do that's why i love public television so much cuz you get to do all sorts of stuff so let's go back cuz we were talking about you you talked about the shift in the 1930s with heart heart attacks and strokes and all that but right. what about autoimmunity and this massive ex, you know explosion of autoimmune cases is it again is it because we now know more or what Yes, we do know more, and
0: some of what we know is really valuable, and what we know is that you have a gut nervous system talking with your digestion system, talking with your brain. Aha! What a shock that what I take in, what I eat and drink, think and do, has an influence on my digestion. Well, we've, we've now documented this. Multiple times. It's not like, oh, this is a bulletin. There's a wonderful book. (laughs) It's called The Philosopher and the Monk. It's about Matthew Ricard. And he is known proverbially as the happiest man on the planet, which he might be. And I've hung out with him. And he is continuously happy, generating happiness around him. And he is the Dalai Lama's protege, etc. And by the way, the Dalai Lama is my daughter's godfather, so we can talk about him if you want. So what do you do to spread the message that it's possible to thrive, not just survive, to actually be healthy in the 21st century? I think that's what we're talking about. And it has to do with what you eat and drink, what you think and do. It has to do with your digestion, metabolism, detoxification. It's called biology for a reason. And by the way, physical chemistry is on the main campus of most universities. Biochemistry, biological medicine, is on the main campus for a good reason, because they don't talk to each other. Hmm. Forgive me, but they don't. I've been around more than 20 minutes.
1: So let's let's talk about because you brought it up the you know, you brought up the gut brain connection. I know we are gonna touch on and I'll I'll just share with you the story. When I first wrote The Virgin Diet, before we figured out what to call it and before we figured out how to really explain a uh, food intolerance or sensitivity versus an outright allergy, because people couldn't understand. You know, when I explained, you know, you were having this reaction to a food, they're like, but but I didn't get hives. I didn't feel it immediately. I'm like, no, 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 it's delayed, which is why I decided to call it an intolerance so that people would understand the difference because they couldn't wrap their brain around. You know, to them, it's like, well, unless I eat it and break out in hives or eat it and my throat swells up, I don't have a response. I go, not true.
0: No, no. So the immediate reactions, the hives, wheezes, itching, anaphylactic shock, and then there's the delay. It's three hours to three weeks from exposure to symptom expression. And I don't care if you keep a perfect diet diary. You will not figure out what's going on. So my colleague Jonathan Brostoff and his colleague Chalikon wrote a textbook called Food Allergy and Intolerance. And yes, you can have weak digestion and be intolerant, even though you don't have an immune reaction. And yes, we can distinguish the two and help you restore tolerance. That's the headline. Mm -hmm. We want people to be well and happy. We want them to be tolerant. We want them to be able to digest, assimilate, and eliminate what they take in because it's uncontaminated and full of good stuff, not bad stuff. Now, I'm pretty sure that most people want to eat good stuff and not bad stuff. But by the way, they're eating bad stuff and not good stuff. Well, because it's processed and it's packaged and it's this and it's that. Look at the label. If you understand every word on the label, buy the product. If there's any word on the product
1: label that you don't understand, don't buy it. However, there's also the foods that... Maybe good stuff. They're not processed, but they're still not working well for you. I'm so glad you asked. I am
0: so glad you asked. Now we get to the easy to digest in grasses, foods, fruits, vegetables, uh, herbs, spices, yummy things, and we avoid the hard to digest grains, which of which there are a lot, not just wheat. Mm. We avoid grains. We avoid uh, cow dairy, particularly, but dairy, Mm -hmm. particular. And we avoid meat. And why? Because meat is high on the food chain. And do you know that when you eat a piece of meat, you're eating whatever they ate?
1: I always like to say you are what you eat ate.
0: I like that. That's Right? It's
1: the important part of you are what you eat. You are what you eat ate. Well, so... we talked about some of the foods so we talked about those what are some of your favorite superfoods like so what are some of the ones that you here's here's my superfood and
0: by the way if you have ever heard of these congratulations and if you haven't i'm going to introduce you:
1: millet quinoa wild rice i love me some wild rice that is beyond my favorite Amen. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with the arsenic enriched. Well, help help people understand what the what is the difference between wild rice and the other stuff. Right. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. The difference is grains versus grasses. Grasses are easy to digest and you can't make bread out of them. If they're sticky and you can make bread out of them, they have gluten. And gluten is hard to digest. So if you have any intolerances, any digestive issues have grasses
1: not grains that is a great oh, way to explain it i hope that was clear i've I, never heard that explained that way before that's why my mother good job a, that's she why she did a good friend. job thank with you. you no no thank you no, no. all right so I mean, we've got was, seeds and great. grasses and i just want to explain that because people might go wait a minute you said no grains but you said quinoa millet I'm wild rice, no, and no, that's I'm the saying, difference i'm saying no no what's the difference the difference is
0: stickiness if you have gluten gliadin or something sticky and you can make bread out of it, you're a grain. If you fluff up, I mean this, you start with little millet seeds, you know, like birdseed. And by the way, birds are very picky. If you damage the bird seed, they won't eat it. But mm-hmm. by the way, if you want to drive your squirrels away, put K- tens, put. Capsaicin, but hot pepper on the grains. Forgive me, it's an aside for those <laughs> of like, us live okay. out in the woods. All right. Live so. out in the woods. And why do I live out in the woods? Because when I go out barefoot in the morning at dawn, it's a little cool, but I check my thyroid and my adrenals to see how they're functioning. Because let me check. You want your pituitary, your thyroid, your adrenals, and/or your ovaries or testes depending on which you are, to be healthy, right? At whatever age.
1: Yep. That's what I open up all my windows, walk outside, and get on the grass. So I'm with you.
0: We're we're absolutely in alignment. Now, you can tell I've earned all of these gray hairs. Some my children, but I've earned them. Now the question is, what do I do to pay it forward? And that's why we're here. Because people like me, who think they know better, are supposed to speak. And by the way, most of my colleagues are inarticulate. If you ask mm. them to speak, if you ask them to speak, they're very good writers. They write good scientific articles. They're very smart people, but speaking to mere mortals—oh, heaven forbid!
1: Well, and also they use too big of words for people to understand. <laughs> And don't give people specific action, which I would love to just still go through. I'd like to go back over here to um because we're really looking at foods that are gonna help us you know avoid autoimmune disease and reduce inflammation, because we need some inflammation, right? We need inflammation to work when it needs need to work. Repair. But we need we need repair. We need during yeah. the day to do defense work,
0: we need at night to have restorative sleep and get repair. We need a balance. Life yes. is about balance. It's about Goldilocks. It's about, you know, the middle path. It's about, this is what the Buddhists talk about, the middle path. Not too much, not too little, just right is actually usually just right.
1: So give us a couple more of these foods, and then I want to ask you one last question about that that you just said that I think is uh would be interesting. So a couple others of your favorite foods. I love the way you explained the grasses and seeds. That was great.
0: My favorite foods,
1: my favorite foods, fruits and
0: vegetables, herbs and spices, sprouts and seeds in season.
1: Yes. Underline, underscore that. That is such a big, you know, just seasonal, local, organic is such a big one that we just lost.
0: There you go. So let me explain. In my front yard, I have a permaculture biodynamic food forest. On the side, we have a community supported agriculture CSA. Every Wednesday, someone goes and picks up food that was brought from a biodynamic, not just organic, super organic, biodynamic farm in Kimberton, Pennsylvania. They pick it up on Tuesday, they deliver it on Wednesday, we eat it on Thursday. Wow. Wait, and by the way, by the next
1: Tuesday, it'll it'll mold. So eat it fast because it's fresh. Good. Well, your food should mold. If your food doesn't rot or mold, then there's something wrong. And if you put your food out and bugs don't want it, there's something wrong.
0: Oh, correct. All (laughs) correct. Beatrice Trump Hunter taught me what you just said. And the other thing she taught me was do you know why white rice and simple sugar were invented? Because even mice and rats
1: would not eat it. Wow. Yeah, that's. I had a great mentor early on. He said, "You know, if you need competition for your food, if you could put that food out there and no animals are going after it, you shouldn't be going after it either." And I'm like, "That's a good one." I got a lot. Yeah, um, that was Robert Cran. Do you remember Robert Cran? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh no, no. I I learned from him. So thank you. Right. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah, I miss him. Miss him. All the time. So um, one last thing, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I think we look at what we eat a lot, but what we don't look at is when and how. And Uh, right. And they're all they all matter. If you look at some of the different cultures and and, you know, I'm always interested when I go to Europe because I go, you know, no one walks down the street in these small towns of Europe. Eating food. They're not snacking. And it was. No, no. Thank you for acknowledging that.
0: In the old cities of Europe. You don't see many
1: fat people. Because they actually walk around. And they take time. They they don't snack. They walk. They they move. And they sit. Yeah. They do eat. And they may not eat perfect food. But they
0: do eat. But at least they walk around. If you do 10,000 steps a day, if you do the basics that your body needs, now your body gives you a certain discretion. If you want to be dancing at 120, as I do, you actually exercise a certain amount of discretion. So when I walk around in Paris or Amsterdam, in Munich or, or Copenhagen, I must tell you that most of the places have yummy things that I don't eat. Because they have too much sugar, too much salt, too much fat. And then you have places like Noma, which is a three, four star place in in Copenhagen. And and I promise you, it's an experience. It's not just a meal. So go and enjoy it from five to nine or whatever the time is. I think life should be a pleasure. I think life should be a joy. I think life should be about eating what you can assimilate, digest, and eliminate without immune burden. And by the way, there was a lot packed
1: into that statement. I was just going to say that's a profound statement. I'm going to, uh, let's repeat that statement. Life should be what you can Can assimilate, you
0: can digest, assimilate, and eliminate, which means your digestion, your microbiome, without immune burden.
1: Beautiful. I'm making a note. That's a that's a tweetable there, my my friend. And I want to let everybody know that you are going to be giving away. Now we have it at, yeah. I put it at jjvirgin.com forward slash allergy. Uh, You're going to be giving out your, your guide on rethinking inflammation and resolving autoimmunity. Right. So that will be made available to everybody. So you'll be able to grab that again, jjvirgin.com forward slash allergy.
0: No, forgive me, but I must tell you. What? You're you're beautiful. But I think the glasses make you even more beautiful.
1: <laughs> I you know, I'm used to I never had glasses when I was growing up. Um, well actually I had glasses until I had babies and my eyesight corrected completely and so I'm still not used to them. And so I have eyesight my and I'm farsight. So anyway, that's why I always take them on and off. Um, Need to get, need to get LASIKs. So, no, no,
0: no, forgive me. Don't do LASIKs. Got <laughs> that offline, but don't do that. And let me tell you because my dad was nearsighted and I'm very nearsighted and I had, I inherited his eyes. And we go in the third grade, so I'm in the third grade, and we go to an eye doctor and the eye doctor confirms that I have my father's eyes, which is nearsighted. And then my mother says to the doctor, can I be tested? Those were in the days when, you know, for a few dollars, you got tested. And so the doctor says, Marlene, that's my mother's name, read the lowest line you can read. And she says, copyright 1927.
1: And this was so small that he said, get out of my office. You're <laughs> excited. But she wanted to wear glasses. She wanted to be acknowledged. Wow. No, she didn't want to. She, she knew
0: she was farsighted, uh-huh. was a talented musician who gave up her music to have me. And so I have an obligation to pay it back, pay it forward, whatever you want to call it.
1: All right, well, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put all of this stuff in the show notes. That great line you just said. I'll get the list of awesome foods. I will link into your guide, and I want to remind everyone it's jjvirgin.com forward slash allergy. And after the break, stay with me because I'm gonna give you a little debrief on exactly how to put this into action. So thank you.
0: Wonderful. And by the way, I I'm I'm thrilled and delighted. The fact that you have an audience that you have people who want to survive the 21st century, to me, is thrilling and delighted. Which, by the way, a Mel Brooks one.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty honored by I'll, him I'll and grateful. Time, but Carl Roger and
0: Mel Brooks and some other people were my mentors. I kid you not. Wow, very cool. All right, how, I will. How, um, how else could you be a scientist and a communicator?
1: Well, yeah, you're a rare breed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's for Not sure. Extinct. Not extinct, just nope. rare.
0: We <laughs> like to be rare. We just don't want to be extinct. <laughs>
1: but thank you. Thank you. See ya. All righty. Welcome back. So, this is when I give you some action steps, some things to put into immediate action. And, you know, I, I thought there were some very interesting things here. Number one, that Inflammation is just uh, delayed repair. So it's just your body taking too long to get things fixed. And autoimmunity is self-attack. Just simple things for you to be able to really understand, like what's going on, so that you can go, okay, why is this happening? And that's really the important question. Why is this happening? And what can I do, being the personal health detective and, you know, the number one person on your journey, right? It's your journey of you. What can I do to make the shifts? Obviously, one of the easiest places to start, easiest and and most challenging, all at once is with what you eat. And I want to give you a couple things that Russell said that I thought were just like super duper profound and need to be emphasized. This, you know, one of the big challenges we have nowadays is this, is having food transported where we lose nutrient quality, but also what we've had to do in order to be able to transport food, what, how the food has been changed with use of pesticides, preservatives, etc., so that we can eat something that came from 2,000 miles away. So really think about not only um, eating seasonal, local, organic for your health, but also the health of the world, saving the carbon footprint, because then you don't have the transportation costs, right? And then the loss of nutrients, and you're supporting your local farmers. And I know we're working on in our backyard here, when my son moves over here, what we can do to grow ourselves, which is super fun, though my son's going to have to come over and do this because I travel so much. Then there was one other thing. Oh, there are a couple other things. First, I loved the the distinction between a grain versus a grass or seed. And basically, if it's sticky and can be made into bread, it's a grain. Now, of course, nowadays we're doing almond flour and coconut flour, but you know the difference because those those breads feel like, you know, rocks. So, <laughs> so think... Uh, I think I'm focusing on seeds and grains. That's why I love wild rice, especially if I can cook it in bone broth. Wow. And um, quinoa and things more on that nature. Then this statement, so profound. Life is what you assimilate, digest, and eliminate without creating immune. um, Of course, now I can't read my, my, uh, my writing. Without immune something. We'll find that. And we'll get that into the show notes. But uh, anyway, without immune distress is what I'm going to say. But I know he said it more profound than that. But what a great statement. And just shout out for all of the amazing work Dr. Russell Jaffe has done to really um, support the health of the world. All right. One last request from you. If you've not left a review yet, oh my gosh, would you, would you, would you, I would so appreciate it. The team would appreciate it. it. takes a village to make this podcast. I'm sitting here in my little studio with my duo mics and duo laptops and cameras and all this stuff. But I got a whole team that puts together everything from getting the guests, getting the information, getting the edits, getting it up. There's a lot of work that goes into this. So it means a lot to us when you leave a review. Alrighty. See you next time. Bye.